Hi guys, welcome back to My Steps to Sobriety, my show on YouTube and as a podcast with me, your host, Stefan Neff. Today is another fantastic day for an interview. And I am that excited because I've got a sleep detective with me, a sleep detective, Martha Lewis, who is beaming here to me in New Zealand to discuss with me the conundrum, the the insomnia, the night times that we so want and need and that are often so elusive and hard to come by when we are referring to proper sleep, what we like or what, what the myth of sleep, of good sleep is. So there are so many aspects to that story. I'm that excited to have you on, Martha. So welcome to us. Yes, thanks for having me, Stefan. <laughs> it's an absolute pleasure. And and it's so bizarre. It's a third of our life that really we, we are spending asleep or should be spending asleep. And some of us don't really achieve that. But to go a little bit back, how did you get into becoming a sleep consultant? Well, it all came from my own experience. I actually started as a pediatric sleep consultant when I had a baby who wasn't sleeping well. And then the ironic thing was that I still wasn't sleeping well. And my insomnia started in late pregnancy, which figure was just hormones, but it didn't go away even after my son was born and sleeping through the night. Um, for another year and a half, I still struggled. And I would try to go to bed early because I was so exhausted. And then it would take me forever to fall asleep. And then I would wake up at three or four in the morning and not be able to go back to sleep until about six, which was when my son woke up. So I was pretty miserable. And at this point, I had a full-time job. I'd started my business. I had a young baby and I wasn't sleeping. And I felt like a fraud too, because here I am helping family sleep and I'm not sleeping. So, yeah. So luckily, who I trained with for pediatric sleep also offered an, an adult sleep certification. So I took that, even though I was a bit skeptical because I already knew a lot about sleep, but it totally helped everything I learned. Um, I changed my schedule. I changed certain things that I was eating and when. I changed my exercise habits. Um, and all of that was enough to get me sleeping great again. But then... I had this thought in my head, like, what if what I've learned so far isn't enough? What if someone has something health-wise going on? You know, it's not enough to help. And so I just took a certification to do functional lab testing to get to the root cause of why people aren't sleeping. So looking at things like hormones and gut health and their liver. And so um, finding the clues there and piecing together why people aren't sleeping and being able to help them fix it. Beautiful, beautiful. And what a journey, because that journey would have taken you years and years of initially trial and error and a frustration yeah. and, <laughs> and, and welcome to the club of the, the kind of where the rings under your eyes touch the back of your head. Uh, been there, done that. There's not much different now, actually, now that I see that. Um, <laughs> but that's another story. Um, I think the reality is that what you've described is so common out there. Do you have any figures? How, how common is insomnia? On, and, and if you ask people, if you were to drag 100 people off the street, uh, how many would say that they sleep well? And how many would say that, they, that their sleep is bad? 
Well, I know that a third of Americans, for example, are sleep deprived, which means they're getting less than fewer or fewer than seven hours of sleep a night. Um, and but I think there are those people who aren't prioritizing their sleep and those people who are struggling to sleep. But, yeah, I would say, you know, a quarter to a third of the world is mm. probably struggling with sleep mm. and, and definitely not getting good sleep. Mm. And that's so interesting. And maybe we should define good sleep because good sleep is such there's a bit of a myth there everyone says oh if i have to go to bed happy at 10 and then i want to wake up at eight no interruption in between and only if i achieve that goal is it a good sleep yeah about that about that <laughs> that doesn't work like that how would you define a good sleep well, there's quantity and there's quality. So most of us do need seven to nine hours of sleep a night. And that's a big range because that's going to be different for everyone. And it's going to be different at different times in your life. So sometimes we need more than others. Um, but of course, the quality matters. Someone could get seven hours of interrupted sleep where you're waking up often, you know, being up for an hour or two in the night, going back to sleep. And so at that point, I think it matters how you feel the next day. Like we should also wake up feeling rested. And if you can do that in seven hours, that's great. If you need more than that, then that's what's for you. If you're still getting in that range and not waking up rested, then there's still something else going on that is keeping you from getting the rest you need. And there's recently I read somewhere that you, this kind of myth of uh, if you could just get rid of all the social media, all the hustle and bustle, go back to good old times, 200 years ago when there was no electricity. And that would be the, the solution to actually uh, have a good night's sleep defined by while well, going to bed and sleeping all the way through and then the, the rooster wakes you up. It's interesting that some people actually looked a bit more closely in that and that was actually not the case. It was quite normal that people actually woke up once or twice, went to the toilet, etc. So it is quite intriguing that there is this, this kind of sometimes misperception what is important and what is good and what to strive for. And I love your, your down-to-earth thing, how do you feel? in the morning, how actually, um, you know, what are you like? Can you function? And I think that is the key word. And there are so, so many reasons why sleep can be poor, isn't it? I mean, how, how, how I've got my kind of shelving system in my head where I say, okay, these are these reasons, these are these reasons. How do you, do you explain something like that to a person who hasn't uh, dealt, dealt with medicine and things like that? <laughs> with what affects your sleep? Uh, no, yeah, that's right. What, what are the, the factors contributing to not such a good night's sleep? Yeah, well, like you said, there are so many things, um, which is why it's pretty complicated. And, you know, the busyness of our everyday life now does play a role. It's mm. definitely increased stress, no doubt. for sure, mental stress, um, the ability to stay up with light bulbs all hours of the day and night, to be on our computers all hours of the day or night. That's definitely part of it. Um, there's also physical things, like if your sex hormones are too low especially estrogen and progesterone, that can cause sleep issues. If estrogen is too high, which can happen in men and women, that can cause sleep issues. 
Um, if you have a pathogen in your gut, if you're eating foods you're sensitive to, um, if your liver isn't detoxifying things well. So all of these things can contribute to poor sleep. So yeah, there's a lot of possibility there. And I guess that's, that's why I loved your title, The Sleep Detective, because it is truly, truly a detective work. And I mean, from a doctor's point of view, I always sort of fall back onto, are there biological reasons why you don't sleep well? And I think with, a, with an obesity pandemic that we have got worldwide, well, with the increasing body weights, we have got increasing levels of obstructive sleep apnea, which is basically where you strangle yourself 50, 100 times more in a night because of the weight and because of the flabbiness, so to speak, of the tissues that surrounds your uh, breathing pipe and, and entry to the breathing pipe. So things like that, that would be a huge thing. I guess someone strangles you a hundred times, you probably don't sleep so well. And there you go. So that's the one classic example, but some people have problems with the heart. The heart doesn't work so well. So therefore the, the blood doesn't really get sort of circulated properly. Then they finally lie down, fall asleep, their legs are up and now gravity pumps the fluid sort of back into the system. And the next thing you know is you need to go four or five times to the toilet and things like that. Well, there goes your sleep. So these are just two little examples where medical problems uh, are paramount in destroying your sleep. And that's sort of just the biological side. And then there's, of course, the stress that you alluded to. And then the functional aspects that no one, or that we're only now starting to grasp, uh, those, the, the, the poor nutrition, the, the eating of, of antigens, of those things that are really not good for us, and where your body says, oi, and that oi is that you don't sleep. Okay, so uh, poor sleep can actually be a message from your body saying, hey, get your neck together. There is something wrong. There's something wrong. But we don't hear that message. Okay, it's uh, someone shouts in Chinese and you can't, you don't know Mandarin. Then, well, yeah. Mm. <laughs> so that's where, where someone like Marfa comes in and actually can tease that apart. Uh, it, it's fantastic. I mean, that is, that is such a fundamental thing, sleep, that we need it. But let, let's talk about it. Why do we need sleep? <laughs> is that, I mean, for fuck's sake, I mean, there's all the soldiers out there telling you, I get up at 4.30, look at me, I'm in the gym, and I go to bed at midnight, hey, and, you know, look, you... Um, yeah, sorry, soldiers out there, okay, I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but you know what I mean. Um, so what's the story there? Yes, well, I love to think of it as, like you already mentioned, we spend a third of our lives asleep. If it weren't necessary, we, we would have evolved out of that a long time ago. I mean, that's a third of our lives that we aren't fully conscious, we're vulnerable to predators, all of these evolutionary things that don't seem to make sense. So sleep has some very important functions. Um, and, you know, getting fewer than that seven hours of sleep makes you more at risk for chronic diseases like depression and diabetes and Alzheimer's and cancer and heart disease. So there's so much regulation that happens while we're asleep um, that's, that, you know, keeps us healthy. Our immune systems are, are kept healthy. 
Um, but even I think, you know, we all know that sleep is good for us at this point, I think, and that it's important. And these long-term health effects can happen if you don't get enough sleep. But I think it's also the short-term effects that really affect our day-to-day life, you know, where we're going to be not able to focus as much, not be as productive, be more irritable and grumpy. I sure know I'm like that when I haven't slept well. Um, So, you know, it affects our relationships, it affects our work, it affects our performance, um, even athletically. So, yeah, so many reasons why we need to sleep. And Mm -hmm. Researchers are just now learning about this and learning all the reasons why. So it's actually a very new field. And something we take for granted, yet there is actually so little, well, there is actually loads of research out there, but the research doesn't filter through into the common knowledge. So it's there's a, this big barrier there, seemingly, um, where people are, are, there is no campaign let's make us sleep again or something like that. <laughs> so I mean, that's something maybe what we need uh, to actually to say, okay, mandatory, come off your, well, first of all, switch your phone towards, towards something that doesn't wake you up in the evening or even better, come off the phone kind of a thing. It's the basic things that we will touch upon in a moment. Um, sort of the, 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 the quick tips, how to get started. And then later on, we're going to do, of course, we're going to put all your details down there so people can get hold of you and say, Oi, Martha, um, I'm, I'm, I'm really struggling. Uh, help me, kind of a thing. So there's no doubt about that. But so if you were, if someone comes to you and says, oh, God, so naked, so naked, what's your approach? How do you start detecting? How do you start working with someone? Yes. Well, it depends on where they're coming from. So there's some people who don't know the basics or they aren't doing them. Like we know what to do, but we aren't. Mm. And so I do want to make sure that people um, are at least following those, what I call the sleep rules. You know, it is staying away from your phone at night, staying away from screens that last hour before bed, um, managing stress, eating healthy, you know, exercising, not too much, not too little all of those things. But most people I'm working with, they already know that they're already doing that. They've already tried so many things and they still aren't sleeping. And so at that point, um, while there is always a mental component to not sleeping, and I address that as well, you know, our thoughts about sleep or labeling ourselves an insomniac or whatever it is, is going to uh, get in the way of our sleep too. But then I, that's when I do also the lab testing to look at these physiological reasons why people can't sleep. And so I do multiple labs looking at things like, I briefly talked about like hormones and gut health and detoxification and how well you're digesting food and what your blood sugar is like. Mm. And, you know, doing multiple lab tests to get this picture of what's going on in the body um, so that we know what to start correcting. And so I'm, yeah, I'm working more with uh, let's restore health in general to restore your sleep. Perfect, isn't it? Because it is a, such a multifactorial thing. It is, there's so many things coming together to allow you to sleep. If you just 
address one and go down this one route, it's probably unlikely to let you succeed, isn't that? That is, and that's where you come in to actually say, yes, we need to do the basics. And then we have got those tests, they show that. And now let's talk about what you really want and is that realistic? So we've got already three sort of levels, three tiers that we address there. It's interesting when you discuss the gut health. I think virtually everyone nowadays has sort of heard something about gut. And some say, oh, that's a hoax, it's rubbish. I can eat my, my bread and my, my gluten, it's good for me. Um, and yeah, most of us are not like that. So when you say gut health, well, how do you examine that? It's sort of a black box down there where sort of no one can really easily look in. And even the people like doctors who sort of look in with cameras and do things, we can't tell if there is the leaky gut or not, at least not on with your eyes. So how do you go yeah. about that? Yeah, so I do something called a GI map or gastrointestinal map, and it's a stool test. And so it shows us what is living in your gut. It gives us about 100 different markers of whether they are parasites, whether they're pathogenic bacteria like H. pylori, um, what your balance of good bacteria to bad bacteria is. And so we can see a lot of what is living there and what could be out of balance there. Mm. And then it's really cool because it also gives us some markers for things like zonulin that is suggestive when your body is producing that, that your gut wall isn't healthy. And yeah, and some other markers to show how well you're digesting food, like elastase one, which is an enzyme that helps us digest protein. So if that shows up low, then we know that you're not digesting food or especially protein very well. And then there's another one for, you know, liver health. And so, mm -hmm. yes, without visually seeing what's going on, there are these markers that we can test for and test the levels for to find out how well things are functioning there. Cool. So <laughs> it doesn't really hurt you very much, but it's a you need a bit of stool there. So you need a sample there. Uh, so okay. exactly, a small price to pay, I guess. Um, and well, that's actually so far, that's quite painless. Um, what else do you do? What else would be sort of in the panel of, of investigations that you do? Are you linked with a sleep lab? Do you do uh, uh, polysomnography or things like that? No, I'm not dealing with diagnosed sleep disorders at all. And I'm not diagnosing anything, of course, because I'm not a doctor. Yeah. Um, yeah, so another test I do is called the Dutch hormone test. And this is a dried urine test uh -huh. that you take multiple times in 24 hours, four to five times. And it shows us um, your steroid hormones in the body. So especially uh -huh. cortisol gives us your cortisol pattern yeah. for the day, which is really important. It gives us a lot of clues, uh -huh. um, looks at DHEA, it looks at the sex hormones. Uh -huh. And it also shows their metabolites. So we're seeing how things are being metabolized by the body. So it's, yeah, it's giving us a lot of information there about hormones. And I mean, all of my clients have hormone imbalance. It's mm. obviously going to be different for every single person, but mm. cortisol is out of whack in one way or another. Sex hormones are low or high, some are low, some are high, you know, whatever it is. And so, yeah, this gives us, tells us really, gives us a big picture of, of what's going on hormone wise so that we can work on correcting those too. 
And if any one of you thinks that hormones don't play a big role, just talk to your wife about certain times in a month or when she is actually going through the changes, then we're talking. Um, so please, these are the extreme examples. But you could say, oh, I'm a man. I don't need that test. It cost me a few dollars. No, 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 no I don't need that. Bullshit, boys. Um, because the testosterone is what makes us manly when we're young. And it can do, and the estrogen actually plays a, a role. So there are balances within our system. And they are very likely getting out of kilter. Might yes. not necessarily have anything to do with you, just what you have done. It's just the way you're living in a Western society where there are so many plastic derived, funky little molecules that comes in through our so-called food um, and which are mimicking estrogens or which are, are changing the way the balance of your natural hormones work. Um, leave alone the, the, the sheer fact that there are estrogens, etc., in uh, you and growth hormones being used in, in the manufacturing of, of meat. In other words, the cows and, and whatever you eat that is out there that's mass farmed uh, will be full of you know interesting bits. Let's say like that. Um, so all that comes together. So here you are thinking you do a really good job and, and looking after yourself within the, your possibilities. There's so many little things that, that sneak up on you where you have no clue. And that's, again, that's where Martha, where you come in and to actually look at, at aspects that are normally so hidden and even hidden from, from awareness uh, that, that, yeah, it is, uh, it's, an, it's a challenging field, no doubt and a very rewarding field, I can imagine, because it's such a fundamental fundamental need of us. It's not for nothing that sleep deprivation is a very common form of torture uh, around the world in any kind of, of negative setting. You can imagine uh, it is, you know, uh, and uh, you all of you know it. If I don't let you sleep for three days, everything will hurt you. You will have pain in places that you didn't even know that you had. Okay, so that is one example what, what sleep deprivation and poor sleep can very quickly relate to. And of course, the other thing to say, what we haven't touched upon is that poor sleep can not just be the reason of something wrong in your body, but also wrong in your mind, uh, dysfunctions there. If you look at depression, one of the symptoms of depression is poor sleep or insomnia. So there you go. It is the vicious circle. Uh, if you don't sleep, you get depressed. If you're depressed, you don't sleep. And so there are a number of links like that between addiction and sleep. Uh, and the addictive substances, regardless which one, is completely messing up the, the sleep. Uh, and we've had other guests who specifically talked about that. So if you guys are interested in that, go a bit back in my episodes. Um, there are several several episodes focusing on that. Um, it is There's so many factors that are playing together. And it's so important to, to stepwise go through them, tick them off, and get either, yeah, bar under fitness there, boom, oh, we need to do something there. And then... Mix it all together into a management plan, into a stepwise plan where you say, okay, so now we've got a baseline and now let's actually talk. Let's actually introduce 
that tier of actions now. And then in a week's time, we will see what that goes. Is that your approach? Is that sort of a, um, the way you work with the with your clients? Yeah, it's definitely a gradual process. I mean, if you think about it, it takes years for your body to mm -hmm. get to this place um, where you aren't sleeping or experiencing any other symptoms. And mm -hmm. so it's going to take time to build it back up. So, yeah, I mean, I, I work with people initially for four months mm -hmm. while they start implementing these changes. And then a lot of times I continue working with people after that and they want to, you know, keep doing the, the tests again, see how they're improving and keep refining from there. So it's definitely a process. It's not an overnight thing. Mm. Oh, so true. And even if you were one of these, these guys who says, okay, what is wrong? That, 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 cool. We do it all now. Bang. And now I want to sleep. Um, First of all, as, as, as Martha said, is, is, for years you haven't. And now you expect suddenly all the systems to go, okay, I'm sleeping. <laughs> That's probably not working. But equally, if you were to take this, this blunderbuss uh, approach, is it really so sensible? Because if then, if something is working and you actually are sleeping better, good on you, but what has been working of the hundred things that you have done? So a bit tricky then, okay? So, so it's far better off and say, okay, what contribution has that tier to my problem? And when I get rid of that, what happens? And it's quite interesting. When you take this kind of analytic approach, you actually suddenly think, okay, ah. And, and it's, it's amazing. You do little things and or a few little things, and you suddenly find a change that you had not deemed possible you think nah i just do it to please martha and, and yeah and then suddenly what the hell okay so guys that is a journey that is waiting for you here and that journey is beautiful because in that journey there's no doubt that you will improve your sleep you will very likely improve your health because that's that's how we all are really making progress It's not by focusing on the, the, that one problem, the problem of addiction, your alcohol, you're drinking, stop drinking and everything is going to be fine. Yeah, right. <laughs> Why are you drinking? What has led to all that? What is the trauma? What are the contributing factors? That's what this show is all about. Uh, learning about what is really happening on, the, on your reptilian brain level. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're looking at those things, teasing them apart and allowing you, therefore, to live a life that is so fantastic that, that you just can't wait to get out of bed because you want to hug that day and want to get on with life. Well, it's the same with Marfa's approach, guys. So this is, this is the same here. Look, towards, look forward towards a beautiful, beautiful journey that... Uh, turns you inside out, upside down, uh, to actually figure out what's going on. But wow, what a journey it is. Um, Martha, can I get a rough idea? I've been working with you. Then it's, you're not doing that for out of the goodness of your heart. Um, obviously, this is a, a business for you, and you need to, to put clothing on and butter on your bread. So... Uh, Uh, what is sort of an initial consultation package uh, costing a client? Yeah, so my main package that includes the four labs I do, 
and then four months together with six sessions where we go over your test results. I give my recommendations. Mm -hmm. Um, We also work on the stress and mental part of not sleeping too. So all of that together for that four months is Mm 4,000. 4,000 US dollars. And if you're thinking through this, these tests are not cheap, guys. Um, You're talking quite a few hundred US dollars probably for for the tests alone. And uh, then, then of course, there is your time. Now, that makes sense. But in all fairness, there is... There's this old experiment which they filmed in the 60s where uh, participants were kept awake and they were stimulated and kept awake and kept awake. And, you know, they, they came to 96 hours, 98 hours. And there's the scene where you see one of the researchers open this suitcase. The suitcase is full of money. And they say, here, there's, I've forgotten how much it is. All that money here. If you just stay awake, two more hours let's come to the hundred two more hours there it is that's all yours here the candidates couldn't do it okay so four thousand dollars for someone who is at their wits end is chump change it sounds a hell of a lot but if you think through what it does to your to your health and to your to your overall well-being or the lack thereof if you don't sleep Crikey, guys. Um, and it is often weird because we shy away from, from money paying for us, yet 4000 extra on that car to have that little spoiler or whatever. Yeah, of course, of course. Bring it on. I can afford that. Yet you can't afford to look after yourself. Um, that's where we need to make decisions, decisions that matter, decisions that count. <laughs> and I think your spoiler or the, the rims on your on your car. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I drive a Toyota Estima. Uh, so it gives you an idea of how I think about that. <laughs> so Martha, no, well done. Wow. This is your, your I like your approach and I like that approach, the, the lab based uh, teasing apart those things that are sort of living in the shadows. And that is actually pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Now, I'm here in New Zealand. You're in the United States. So how does that work with lab tests? Uh, I mean, it's dried urine, so that should be easy. Um, But I think by the time my thesis gets to the United States, it's pretty much, I don't know, baked. Um, So do you take international customers? How does it work? Yes, I've worked with clients all over the world, and that's because the lab tests are sent to your home, and Uh then you do them in your home, and then send them back into the lab. So, obviously, if you're in New Zealand, I'm not going to use an American lab. Um, I see, I see, I see. So, it'd be one closer to home. I see. Cool. So, that, guys, no excuse. Okay. <laughs> no, that's really, really good. No, I, I, I love that. Thank you so much. This is, this is, you've already highlighted so much that contributes there. And it certainly gave me uh, opportunity to rethink my own well-being. My sleep is not so bad, but I'm burning the candle on both ends routinely. Uh, so I'm, I'm probably not as good as I probably could be. So therefore, looking at it from that angle, preventive medicine and 
actually dealing with the problems before they raise their ugly head and become clinically significant. I think there is something to be said about that. So look at it like an investment into your own health. And Marfa is obviously there to help with the sleep and the well-being. This is here in New Zealand. We have got Ben Boren, who is, is a nutritionist, who does a lot of holistic work here. And if you look around, there might be other, other people who are such of such value to you when it comes to your living, to your well-being, to your, to your overall growth into that person that you're really proud of and that you can look in the mirror and say, well done kind of a thing and that is so so beautiful so guys don't 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 take wherever you are for granted okay don't think oh that's it now i'm just turning old getting old mm. no 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 biologically yes the clock is ticking uh but in reality we can all improve our lives so much so Martha, I'm so grateful that you came onto my show because you 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 really teased apart the the issues relating to modern sleep problems. And it's interesting we we barely touched on the social media, we barely touched on actually the psychological lives, but we introduced you guys to so many other aspects that are actually playing a key role in our sleep. So therefore, if someone harks on about, oh, you just need to, to get early to bed and stop watching Netflix until three in the morning. Yeah, well, that's probably true. You shouldn't watch Netflix until three in the morning. <laughs> but there's so many more things that play a role there. So Martha, thank you so much. Uh, where can get people get hold of you? Is What is sort of a convenient way of getting in touch with you? Yeah, so my website is thecompletesleepsolution.com. And I have an ebook on there, The Five Little Known Reasons High Achievers Can't Sleep and How to Fix It, that you're welcome to download for free as well. I actually have downloaded it. I have actually not yet read it. Mea culpa, mea culpa, because it's the high achievers. It's us who are, it's, uh, I just love life. I live it to the fullest. And sleep, uh, if I just get you know, give me two more hours creative or doing those things that I love to do. And that it's, I paid a price for it. So it's that fine balance between pushing yourself and, and having a fantastic life and actually come on, sharpen the saw. And, and in order to do so, you need to sleep. <laughs> so guys, go out there, download the ebook of Martha and why not work with it and then start, start making little, little steps forward towards the person that you want to be. Martha, thank you so much for coming on to my show. It was an honor. Yes, thank you. Thanks for all your support. Uh, always a pleasure. <laughs> Look after yourself, guys out there. Bye.